Hello and welcome to your Daily Cup of Football. James, we got all the crazy games out of the way, and today it was back to business as usual. Big teams did the business. That's what oh. I mean. Oh, that's no okay. favorite was really troubled today. Denmark pushed a little bit by Czech Republic in the second half. England uh, rampant against, as we expected, a rundown, out-of-gas Ukraine team. But for England, a straightforward knockout round at a major tournament win is an achievement in itself, given their history. We'll get into that um, when we talk about that game. But let's just start there, James. England, Ukraine. England in a second straight uh, major tournament semifinal. I believe the only team in Europe to be in back-to-back. No one else from this four was in the 2018 semifinal. England now has done that. They are the highest ranked team remaining for what that's worth. And they still have not conceded a goal. They won 4-0. They did exactly what we said they needed to do, get an early goal and kill the spirit of Ukraine, which they did through Harry Kane, who is finding his form at exactly the right time after not scoring in the first, um, well, the first three games. He got one against Germany that sealed the game, and he got basically the two goals that ended this game. He got one in the fourth minute. For the rest of the half, England wasn't really troubled, but kind of was like, yeah, we'll just kind of hold this lead. Ukraine had not, I don't even want to call them moments. They they had the ball and, you know, did some stuff, but not really. Well, Yurumchuk had the exact same chance Werner did and did the exact same thing. Yeah, but the, both of those were hit right at uh, Pickford. Who saved them? Yeah, but they might not have been, is what I'm saying. They could. They okay, so that was the else. chance. Oh, it's and, a chance. I mean, yeah, not a great one. And then... Within 10 minutes um, in the second half, the game was over. McGuire uh, with a, finally scored a headed goal. I've seen so many he gets on the end of with his massive head and frame. He actually scored. And actually, credit to Ian Dark, who literally called it as the goal was being scored. Harry Kane, he's a target on this one, and he scored. And then, uh, or Harry McGuire, sorry. Uh, and then Harry Kane, also, also with a header. Luke Shaw turning into David Beckham with his assists. Uh, three in this tournament with a nice uh, move that ended with Kane nutmegging the goalkeeper with a header, which you don't see too too often, but Harry Kane with two good strikers goals and typical kind of Harry Kane goals. One was one touch, both were one touch through ball. He just kind of stabbed it in on the first one, but had a little bit to do to lift it over the goalie. And then the header is just, just, you know, got a scent for goal. He's a world-class striker and he's the uh, best striker left in this tournament, arguably the best striker at the tournament. I know Schick's gone now, so he's the Schick. best striker left in the tournament. We'll get to Schick, yeah. Kane is getting to Schick's uh, climbing up the goal-scoring charts to try to get to Schick. And then Henderson came on as England made substitutions to get off guys who were on yellow cards. And he just scores his first international goal at the senior level, Henderson, on another set piece. So England added an element that they had at the World Cup, which was dangerous on set pieces. I believe against Sweden in the quarterfinal, Harry Maguire scored on a set piece. And I think they scored another, I think the other goal they scored in that game was a penalty. So they came into this game, you know, not being good at creating chances. They score four. It was against Ukraine, but I think the takeaway here is how straightforward it was. No issues. 
And now they've added this other element of set pieces and that being a, a weapon. And I'm thinking, I'm, I'm not saying I'm looking past the semifinal because Denmark is going to be a tough game. But if they're going to in a final against a Spain or an Italy, where theoretically they're going to be probably sitting back, they're going to need set pieces. And I think that's a valuable asset that they used to get to the 2018 semifinal. And I think they're a better team now. They're playing better. And it's set for England. I mean, they've looked up along with Italy, you know, the most complete team through this tournament. And you can say what you want about the road they've been on. They haven't played anybody really that tough. Germany, even Germany is not the same Germany, but they've beaten everybody except Scotland and they haven't conceded. So what were you, was your takeaway? I was just kind of shocked by the whole just nonchalant, like, oh, you know, they blew them out because they mentioned now this is five years ago, but in the quarterfinal, I guess it was round of 16, England took the lead against Iceland and ended up losing 2-1 in their most embarrassing, maybe most embarrassing defeat as an international men's Which I team. predicted. I don't even remember. Sure. I did. Yes, you did predict. Um, this time they took the lead and they ended up stomping out Ukraine in the second half. And I thought it was impressive. Yes, Ukraine is, was not on their level. But England proved that they're better and they haven't always done that. So what was your takeaway from from the game which I, i'm just glad it we... turned out this way because it was the first half was not good you have the luxury of looking back on the four nothing to say oh they killed him but that's not what was happening in the first half first half the first first four minutes i don't think ukraine was playing they, they i don't did ukraine ukraine even touch the ball before england scored it doesn't like, cause I, don't, I don't think I they, did, they really did so. they were just moving yellow cones they were doing this and then england scored and i think that kind of woke ukraine up like oh wait if we lose this game, we're out. So they started playing, and I was honestly disappointed with the way England responded after they scored. Why are we letting Ukraine? We I say we, but whatever. Why yeah. are they letting Ukraine play? I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense. The bunch of Ukrainians are just like, oh, we'll just we'll just give them space, you know, whatever. It's it, it was a bad plan, and Ukraine almost scored. Could have probably. I think Yurumchuk probably should have scored that chance. He would have probably backed himself, which is why he took the shot. That, that could have picked them back. They were asking for it. It's not like Ukraine. Ukraine didn't have the quality to deliver quality chances, but England were asking for it. And they were, it, was just, it was pretty lethargic the, in possession. They were just passed around the back. They were playing like they were winning 3 nothing, 4 nothing. Mm-hmm. They were like when they were Olaying in the 84th minute, they were doing the same thing that they were doing at the, at the, in the middle of the first half. It's like, eh, okay, that's Luke Shaw to Maguire to Luke Shaw to Maguire to Jones to Stones to Maguire. It's like, ugh, so boring. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. In the at halftime, Gareth Southgate, one word or two, it's Ukraine. That's all he said. <laughs> he didn't need to say any more. Then they went out like, oh yeah, that's right. If we pressure these guys, they'll fold because they're not that good. They're pretty good. They made it this far. Congratulations, Ukraine. Good tournament. Good tournament from Ukraine, I'd say. Yeah. But in the second half, they come out and like, oh, let's just punch them in the mouth three times, four to two twice, really quickly in succession. Yeah. And they did it. It was like I can't believe they didn't do that sooner. I don't know why you'd even leave it up to chance. In this, they were pressing them. They wouldn't. They didn't. Ukraine didn't have another chance in that game to score. Not a good yeah. one. True. So I, I don't know why they didn't do that from the start. I'm glad they did it eventually. And they got what they should have gotten. They should have got those first four goals in the first half. They could have. So, in the end, I'm, in the end, I'd have to say I'm pleased with what England showed, and I think they showed how much better they are than Ukraine, which is what they should have, which, which is what we thought they do and what they eventually did do. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I think they should keep that up. I don't think they should be allowing teams to just play. Like, stop, stop doing that. Yeah, I, I think you have players that can run for days. Use that. True. They're not slow players. They're not. They they do not lack stamina. So why would you allow teams to play? I think one a uh, one note. Uh, they started Jaden Sancho uh, for the first time. And I thought he yeah. was pretty, he was yeah. pretty bright. I thought he had, a, I mean, it's Ukraine, but I thought he had a, you know, he might have a shout to start. So he next does game. exist. That, I think that he made his, he made a move to Man U. So because he plays for Man U now, they had to start him. That's the law. No, I don't think, kidding. I don't think he existed before. I've never, I, 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 I mean, I had not seen him games of him play. Oh, you have him. Okay. Not of him. Like he's, oh. Dortmund's been playing. Oh, Sancho's out. Like I was beginning to suspect he didn't exist. But, and if he did exist, he wasn't English. Um, but now, we can confirm that Jaden Sancho does exist. And, and I mean, he's about as good as they say. He's good. I mean, he, he yeah. had, he's had, he had a great Bundesliga season involved in, in, you know, a lot of goals, assists and goals. Uh, he didn't score assists today, but, but he was, he was bright and taking people on and provided something different. But again, Sterling um, who didn't score set up uh, the Kane goal. And then Kane almost scored the goal of the tournament on that volley on his left foot. That would have been something, but uh, Sancho started the other thing. And you had mentioned this. I I don't know if we were recording or I think we were mentioning England's midfield. They don't, they don't like possess. They don't, they're not a team that dominates possession. And I think that's because like you said, they don't have midfield technicians. Like they have rice and Phillips, which provide good cover and solidity in the midfield. So I, I don't know if they're just not like, a game where they have to like kind of possess and play the game out. They only had 52% possession in this game. And I think that's kind of where they always are. I think the other thing that I think Southgate has talked about is kind of the managing of tournaments. And maybe at some times they take that too far in terms of how they're seemingly kind of just kind of grinding through instead of like you're saying, running and pressing and just saying, you know what, Ukraine, you can have the ball there. And we'll just kind of let you play. And I thought like in the, the first f- half, they weren't just having the ball there. Ukraine was. Yeah, was but pressing. it always felt like they were just. Putting keeping them uh, except for the your I, I was know. not. I, I mean, I thought like, OK, they're they're asking for it. They probably shouldn't do this the whole game, but I didn't feel like England was ever really threatened to me. So I think they in this game, they did. I mean, someone, I, I was to another podcast, uh, the an athletic podcast, t- totally football show, which is actually a good show. Um, they were explaining, like people were talking about the Belgium, Italy game and how it was su- the first half specifically was such an open game. And everyone's like, why can't every game be like this? Like, this is so exciting. Everyone's running and attacking. And then they said in the second half, we had muscle injuries, a guy's Achilles exploded. These people, these players have gone through long, arduous seasons. So I think part of that, kind of seeming like boring, grinding, lethargic England is also just managing a tournament. And it's not pretty. Hold on. Let me just finish. Let me just okay. finish. And then they had the little spurt where they got their goals and all that. And, and then it went back to like, oh, we're just going to see this game out. That's what I'll say. I don't know if that's an excuse or if it's. Look, you, you don't do that at one nothing. A one nothing lead is not enough. I think against Ukraine, you can. Against Denmark, you cannot. Because. And Don't I make think, a habit of that. No, I know. Once, once you're winning 4-0, you could be as lethargic, lethargic as you want. And that's exactly what they did. But at 1-0, I don't, I don't think it's a good idea. I don't know. I think we can't at this point question Gareth Southgate very much. He's been the most successful English manager in years. 
he seems to know, you know, how to get results for his team. Today they got the result and scored four goals. And so mm-hmm. they, they basically doubled, I think, what they had. No, no, yes. they, yeah, no, they, they, they equaled what they had. Didn't they have they doubled their goal tally? Well, they, they had, had four before, now they have eight. Yeah, doubled, right. So they got as many as they had in the tournament up to this point in this game. Yeah, yeah. Now, here's the thing. They're going to play. We'll go to, we'll do Denmark, uh, unless you had something else on this game spe- specifically. No one picked uh, up a oh, yellow wow. card. Yeah, that was pretty good. See, Maguire doesn't have to be dirty. That, that just makes me dislike him even more. Like, he doesn't have to be. He just decides to be. Yeah, I mean. Like, he, when he dived at the end of the first half, that was just like, why? That was just good. Do the, I like that. Do the thing, do like the thing where you score headers. Like, just do that. Why do you I have mean, to be the guy that also falls over when someone touches your back? No, but if, if that was like Chiellini or Benucci, be like, oh, it's so, it's so good gamesmanship no, from the center back. No, so I don't. I, I never. I, I've been talking about that kind of diving before. I know. It's part of the game. Just get over it. Okay. Anything okay, else? Yeah, Anything else? Game. Yeah. Anything else? Um, Like I said, all their goals came from the sides. Well, no, that's no, that where their strengths are. That wasn't a great. I mean, that wasn't some impressive prediction. Yeah. Also, I mean, another note, I guess, kind of spoilers we're, we're about to talk about. There are only three games left. Where there'll be, will there be a direct set piece goal? I don't. I mean, I don't think so. But it's hard we need to, to get some statistician on there about when the last time. That yeah, happened. I I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think who's the left that could score one. If England could score one, they just haven't done it yet. England could, but yeah. Um, I mean, the other thing that England has at their disposal too, in terms of you were talking about fitness and stuff is they have a deep bench. I mean, they yeah. were just, they're bringing on Jordan Henderson, who was a starter in 2018. Marcus Rashford, just casually bring that guy off the bench. He could do something. Jude Bellingham is a, is a young player who's got a lot of talent. And is about 12. And yeah, is he, he's a young lad. He's like is he born, lying about how old he is? He's born like in like lying. 2002 or three or something. No, no, not that old. Is he that young? I don't know. It's yeah, he crazy. is. He's 2004 or something. It's not 2004. 2021. It's 2021, right? Or 2003. He's, he's he seven. just turned 18. He just turned 18. That's true. So he's it's 2003. I believe it's 2003, which is shocking. But um, yeah, so they have they have depth. And I was thinking, I was like, they have options. Phil Foden didn't uh, play. They started Mount, who had been out for a few games. He didn't have a great game, but they didn't really need him to. And they got Kane off with 20 minutes left. And so they got what they needed, an easy win. No one had to exert themselves. Denmark got a pretty easy win. They, they didn't have to go to extra time. I would say, other than Denmark's 4-0 in the round of 16, England's win over Ukraine was probably the most convincing of the knockout stages so far. Denmark... Um, wins 2-1 over the Czech Republic. And they were, first half, they looked like Czech Republic, get off this field. Where do you hear? Go away. <laughs> like We're going to the semifinal. Kasper Dolberg, um, or no, sorry, Thomas Delaney, another set. This was a set piece, I believe. The corner. The and corner, another early right? goal, too. Czech Republic, like, come on. You're supposed to be physically imposing here, and you're going to give up a set piece goal. When that happened, I thought, all right, Czech Republic's not going to have a good day here. Delaney, who's been, you know, in there with Hoiberg or Hoiber. I don't know if you're Derek Ray. How, how did he say it? Um, but they took the lead early. Yep. And then right at the end of the half, last five minutes, Casper Dolberg on the end of a great cross from uh, Malay outside of the uh, foot. And also it was right in front of goal, but not a easy finish. It was in basically a volley from, especially if you're Spanish from Dolberg and he's got uh, now three goals in this tournament. And he kept his place um, in the lineup 
instead of Polson was available. He ended up coming on in the second half. Your boy Schick, he said, we're not, I'm not going down without one more moment. And he had a nice uh, goal on a cross, got out of Kerr's pocket, and now is joint top scorer with Ronaldo. And I'm just going to put Schick first because he only scored one penalty. Ronaldo had about four, three. Three, three so penalties. I put Schick number one right now. Ronaldo, you're number two. I don't know exactly how UEFA ranks it, but Schick got a goal, and the Czech Republic were pushing, and they put up a fight. Um, they had some moments, but... But then that, they subbed Schick off. Once yeah, they, I, they I, subbed him sure. off with like 15 to go, I'm like, okay, cool. You're not going to score. And they didn't. <laughs> yeah. So Denmark, <laughs> the yeah. Plan there? Denmark, I don't know if it's hanging on at the end, but they were under more pressure, but they get the win. And um, I don't think it's a surprise. Did, did anything change in your idea of Denmark? Because Denmark has always, they scored again, two goals. They've scored multiple goals in the last three games, I believe. Um, so they didn't get a clean sheet but they've only kept, I think, one, one clean sheet, right, against uh, Wales. So, um, I, I don't know. I think they did the job, and they're going to move on. But what, do, what was your – anything change in your mind about De- Denmark? Yeah, I was a little surprised that Czech Republic did a lot more against them than I thought they'd get away with. I thought it would be mostly just Denmark passing it around. But it was – the Czech Republic was – even in the first half, after the first goal, Czech Republic looked almost most likely to score. Like they were pressing and getting good positions. But when you're so one dimensional and only shit can score for you, it kind of <laughs> does hurt your <laughs> ability to be successful in an uh, in important game. And then if they made it two, I thought, well, maybe that's it. Then they brought it back. But I don't know. I think Czech Republic lacked the real cutting edge to either have someone else that's dangerous or feed it to Schick. Well, there was a couple of times where Schick got in a good position and the pass was just off, like the wrong direction. This, and he just looked at the guy like, what is that? Um, so they couldn't get Schick involved enough. Um, but yeah, I was, I was expecting a little more from Denmark. Maybe they were, maybe they were feeling tired. And they just put on, they just put on the brakes a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, they, yeah. they backed their ability to um, to just defend the lead, which I think is more forgivable for Denmark than it's for England because England, because Denmark is not full of um, Premier League stars like England is. Um, and they and, and Denmark also don't have a super deep bench like England does. True. So, and it, and it, and it worked out. I think this could easily, I think they could have let Gone this extra one time. slip. Yeah, I think they could have let this one slip, but they again they Czech Republic sub, subbed off Schick. So yeah, and I was I was looking they didn't back look like scoring after that. I was I was looking back and I was like thinking like has he scored every single goal for them in this tournament? And I think other than the opening goal against Netherlands that was Holes, I think that was a free kick or second ball. He scored every other goal. They only scored yeah. three in in the groups or yeah three in the group stage, and then he scored one against Netherlands and then one today. So yeah. And he's, I think he should be top goal scorer. And in fact, I mean, I don't have the stats for it comparing him to Ronaldo, but I bet he's probably got more like dribbles, more passes completed, more touches in key areas. I would, I would, maybe, maybe, I'm not positive that that's true, but I would suspect that those numbers are close. I think, I think he looked really good. Uh, He he had a good game. Yeah. And he's definitely, his agent is, is excited and on the phone right now with, uh, Leverkusen saying for, well, we want to, we want a pay raise or we're, we're going to make a move. 
that's what happens in these tournaments. Um, yeah, exactly. He's pretty good on the ball. I mean, I would, you should, he could probably go to a better team. And yeah, I mean, he, I think he had more of an impact on Czech Republic's. If, if you take Czech Republic or if you take him off Czech Republic, he had more of an impact than Ronaldo because Ronaldo scored, but was kind of, did he have a great tournament? No, no, not really. So, um, so Czech Republic bows out. Yeah, good and performance I, from Czech I, Republic, I have to say. Yeah, they 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 did they put up more of a fight than than the Ukraine did, and it's a successful tournament for them. I did not expect them to be in the quarterfinal. I didn't really expect them to necessarily advance. So yeah, and also Ukraine and Czech Republic, even though Ukraine ended badly, I mean th- this was it's an, a um, successful tournament for them. But looking back, looking now at the final four, because uh, we're not going to be able to record. Before these games, which are Tuesday and Wednesday next week, the sixth and the seventh, I think we have, I think we have the four teams that need to be here. I, I, the only one of the four that I think you could say is fraudulent is this Fra- blasphemous to say fraudulent. Spain. Wow! Of the four, I think. England and Italy obviously have. You mean it should be France? Is that what you're saying? I don't know. I guess then in that case, no, because France kind of it should blew be Switzerland. It. Like no. I guess. Oh, you think it should be Switzerland? No, I'm just thinking. Like, I was gonna say all four teams. You know, these are the four, the right four teams that made it. But then my only like hiccup was Spain, but they are here. So we'll start with the first game, which is Italy, Spain. We talked a little bit about it um, yesterday. I think Italy is the favorite. And while, you know, Spain has the quality to possess the ball and they've scored goals, they seem to go back between scoring 10 goals in two games to can't score to save their life. And I don't think Italy's going to give them as many chances as these other teams have given them and Italy has quality to, to break them down. I, I don't know. I, I I'm interested to see how Italy does without Spinazzola who ruptured his Achilles, which is a terrible injury. And it's very sad because he's, he was having a great tournament. I don't think it's going to be a, you know, devastating for them. It's not like they're going to now, Oh, I'm worried about the game. I think Italy can can win and i think they could win in regular time i think there's they're gonna they're more just solid and professional team right now in terms of their cohesion and their the, the team they can put out spain they're here they made the semifinal with a team that's kind of not even in between generations this is kind of a new kind of group so it's a massive test for them i don't know how they're going to approach it it's their toughest test for spain like italy's toughest test was belgium spain they haven't against a really quality team. So do you see any, cause I struggle to see any scenario that Spain comes out on top. That's not an extra time, like really tight game, but Italy has been pretty, I mean, can't have barely put a foot wrong in, in this tournament. Yeah. It's hard to see because they're not going to be playing a leaky defense. So they won't be able to get 10 chances. So how are they yeah. going to score? <laughs> they need 10 chances to, to score one goal and that, I mean, it was this last goal. They didn't. This last game, they didn't even get a real goal. It was a deflection, yeah. and it was actually a deflection came off of what they should have been doing this whole time, which is pump, like just swinging at it. Sometimes, at least, putting in the mixer and see what happens. Anyway, yeah. But anyways, I don't. 
I don't see Italy being as leaky as any of the teams that Spain's played so far. And I, I don't see like Morata, Gerard Moreno, both of them have been, have been poor as to maybe Moreno's not lived up to his expectations. And then Morata, we didn't have very high expectations and he's lived up to that. So, <laughs> but both have not been very good. And are they really going to pose more of a threat than Lukaku? It's hard to, it's hard to see that. So, yeah, I, mean, I don't know where the goal is going to come from. It's not going to be set pieces, it, or it could be, but that's unlikely too. It's like, I mean, yeah. they've got so many free headers that they've just just missed in pretty in a pretty pathetic fashion. Coupled with the fact that Italy have been good on set pieces this tournament, it's not looking good for Spain. You know, as much as as much as I like them, I, I have this flag. <laughs> yeah. I I so graciously spelled it wrong. This is uh, backwards <laughs> S. Um, I think this might be the end of the road. I think, this I might think be the so end. too. But I think, yeah, I think though it's a, it's been a, it, they've not embarrassed themselves. They haven't played great, but they're still in the semifinal, which is still an accomplishment They're They haven't made a semifinal. I believe since 2012 when they made the final yeah. and then played Italy and, and yeah. won. I think the, the question for me, I was going to ask you is what, what's Spain's possession percentage going to be? Because Italy, I think has been the team that's possess, had possession, the, you know, the won the possession, which doesn't end up mattering, but usually Spain has usually had at least 60, I would say probably in most of their games. In 70, hasn't it? Usually. Can, do you see a scenario where, because I think Spain will still have more of the ball just because even if they're, it's just kind of how it's gone. But do you see a scenario where Italy, cause I see Italy kind of doing the thing where they kind of sit back, but then at times we'll push and press some of those guys who've been kind of shaky back there and create chances in Spain's half, not, not sitting back as maybe Italy teams of old have done of just defending and just going for a one nil win. I don't see them like taking the game in terms of like possession to Spain, but they could still control the game by Spain, you can have the ball and do your sideways passing. And then when the time's right, we're going to press them or are Italy just going to come out and just dominate them? I don't know about that, but I'm just interested in see how two teams that both in all their games have been the ones setting the, you know, terms, if you will, with the ball tempo. tempo yeah. How that plays out. Cause I still think Spain will just cause that's just how they've, you know how they are yeah. and they they make yeah. more of an effort of like doing that above everything else than i think italy has yeah i think it depends on when and if the goals come so if, if italy scores then i totally see them kind of just accepting soaking up the pressure and probably not giving up many chances at all if any i could see them doing that and then hitting them on the break maybe trying to get a couple more but I don't know if it, if it goes for a prolonged period, uh, zero, zero, if Spain scores, Spain, Spain takes the lead. I mean, Spain is not going to, they're not going to park the bus. They don't, they don't really do that. They don't know how, as we've seen, they couldn't, they couldn't see out, you know, the, the Croatia game. They gave yeah, that away. They're not capable of against of Poland. They concede like they've not, they only kept the clean sheet against Sweden. Wasn't it just Sweden and Slovakia? Yeah. Right. So, yeah, you'd think they they're going to concede a goal like if Spain gets a clean sheet. I would be shocked. And if they got a clean sheet, they might That'd be quite advance. the performance. 
Yeah. But they haven't shown they can do that. And and they may not, they just don't. Yeah. I don't think they have the quality or it looks like the organization and Italy has both of that. Yeah. I think think Spain will end up with more of the ball. I think their game plan is going to be to make sure Italy can't hurt them. Like just keeping keeping the ball. ball. Yeah. Just (laughs) keeping the ball away. Like, yeah, I I just see, I just see uh, Italy has been good about creating turnovers and Spain, I, I can see them just playing into that. Why trying to play out of the back, trying to play through the middle, Verratti just yep. ha- just hassling and uh, just all over, you know, Pedri and Busquets and, and creating yep. just problems. And it only I, takes I, one foot in. You can miss 50 trying to break it up. It only takes one in a good position and you've got a goal. So, I mean, Spain, even when they're not even playing a great team, have given up, given up possession in bad areas and caused goals. That's how they conceded against Switzerland. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of how these other games have gone with like Croatia. They've conceded three, they conceded three against Croatia. That's so, yeah, I think Italy could put, I don't know how Spain will respond to like a lot of pressure being put on them from a team that's actually got a lot of technical quality in Italy. So I don't know. I don't, I, yeah, it's hard to see a Spanish victory. I don't know. My Spanish eyes are not, they're not seeing it. I, I like Spain, but. They haven't, they haven't shown enough. They haven't. Yeah. Yeah. And I also am interested, interested to see, cause I was looking at all the quarterfinals, there were goals in the first half and some of them were very early in three of the games. There were goals in the first 10 minutes. I tend to think we're not going to really see that in the semifinals. I think as tournaments go on, usually the games get cagier. I mean, the World Cup final was kind of a, you don't usually see six goals in a final, but usually they're tight. So if this game is tight, I would not be shocked. But I don't see Spain being able to play this cagey game. It seems like they might want a shootout. Like that's when they've been like the 5-3, 5-0, but I just don't see Italy conceding more than two goals. And I can see Italy scoring two. So again, maybe we're just underselling Spain and this is where they have their moment of this young team. Pedri becomes the new, you know, I don't know, Iniesta and Morata channels the inner Fernando Torres and Villa inside of him. And they have a moment, but I feel like this is Italy's moment and Italy is going to win this game and and go to the final, which it would be well-deserved because they've been the best team um, in this tournament and impressive. So I don't think we expected them to be this good. They yeah. missed the World Cup. They missed the 2018 World Cup. And now they're on the brink of a final, which shows just how bad whoever was running things back into for them. It was not Roberto Mancini, and he um, is going to be the coach for a while. He actually signed an extension like through 2020, at least 2022, 2026, and it looks like the, the yeah, right but, move. I mean, if they get knocked out in the next group stage, he's gone. So, yeah, But it looks like Italy's here. I know, I know. I'm just saying the whole while. signing a huge contract yeah. as a coach is meaningless. Yeah. So, yeah. and maybe some club teams are like, Hey, Roberto, you want to come back to the Premier League? He's a Premier League winner. Um, so the, whoever faces the winner of Spain, Italy, or the winner of Spain, Italy plays the winner of England, Denmark on Wednesday, England on the brink of making their first, um, for the, for the men's side, making their first, uh, international final first time since 1966, which was also at home. The semifinals are in 
Wembley. The final will be in Wembley. There's going to be 60,000 allowed in the semifinal or semifinals, I guess. So it's going to be an England home game. Denmark seems to be having, you know, the summer of, you know, just taking a horrible situation and turning it into their best performance since they, I think, won the Euros in 1992. They were talking about these teams playing each other in the Nations League recently. Now, those are all with the caveat that Christian Eriksen was involved and he scored the winning goal when Denmark won in uh, England and then England tied in Copenhagen. I'm interested because we're talking about technicians and England not having them. Denmark has them. Delaney and Hoiberg will see Calvin Phillips and Declan Rice and think we can possess the ball in here. Now England will look at the wings and say, Vestergaard out there as the left sided of a three man back. Let's just stick Jaden Sancho out there and see what happens. So I'm, I'm interested. I feel like this could be, kind of an end-to-end game because Denmark has scored goals. England's been solid. I think England might concede in this game. And I think they were talking about Harry Maguire in a quote before this Ukraine game saying, we haven't been really like had to come back yet. We haven't been behind. I think this is a game where they might be in a situation where they're behind because Denmark has come out of the blocks pretty fast in these games. I think the scoreless streak ends for England in this game, which is a good thing. If they which go, might be if a they, good if game, they, if they if they advance, conceding in this game is probably going to be a good thing. You don't want to concede your first goal if you're going to concede in the final, or you just don't concede at all. I just don't well, that, see that yeah, happening. But that's, no, but I'm, I'm saying if you're going to concede a goal, you don't want your first conceded goal to be in the final. The question is how they respond to the that because they've been in control through most of this tournament. There hasn't been really a moment. I guess the Germany game was the closest they got to being on the edge of blowing it or kind of falling apart. Denmark's going to put them under pressure. Denmark for that first half looked dangerous. They could have had more goals. I think England has the ability to deal with it. I just think Denmark has proven that they can score and I think they will. I don't know. I think England's obviously the favorite. They're at home. They've not conceded, and they're they have better players. I would right, and that's not unfair to Denmark. Um, but it's a tough. This is might be England's toughest game. I think Denmark is better. Has at least in this tournament has been better than Germany, and might cause more problems. And might be a you know more clinical than Germany has been. So I'm not sure how to how this is going to go. I, I want to believe that England could, I think England's going to be on the kind of let, I think Denmark's going to have more of the ball and then England's going to be on the counter. And I think set pieces are going to be probably important. I would not be shocked if this one goes to extra time. Um, I'm not sure what you think about this. I'm, I'm just thinking of, I think the strength for England, like you said, is on the wings. And then the strength, I think, for Denmark is in the middle in terms of Hoiberg has been good and Delaney's been good. Kier is in the middle. I mean, I'm not sure if that translates how I'm thinking, like that England's going to sit back. But what's your... I think this one's almost more interesting than Spain and and Italy because I think Italy's clearly better. 
And even though I think England's clearly better, I think Denmark has a more of a plan and more of a, uh, you know, they've played better than Spain, even though Spain might have more quality, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, I think if, I think if Denmark has more of the ball that favors England, I don't think they like mm. having the ball. If they don't know what to do. They're like, they, they always look better when like in this game, when like maybe Ukraine would pick out a pass and then their players would move forward and then they'd immediately in England immediately win it back. That's when they, that's when they had the most success. And I think not having the ball is going to be a good thing for them. Um, maybe, maybe not, not in terms of, I mean, in terms of their ability to, to attack. Cause then I, I don't know, just the, the passing around the back, but they doesn't, doesn't seem to work very well for them. It's, if the team like actually has belief that they can actually win, if they are, haven't already been defeated, it's not three zero already. Um, but I think for Denmark, it, the key is to, is about how Hoiberg does. I think he's been their best player throughout this whole tournament and if he has an influential game i think denmark has a shot but but i think this is what calvin phillips and rice are for mm-hmm. to stop this from happening yeah. and i think the two of them two people should be enough to stop one as it is but two people with the quality that rice and phillips clearly have at keeping things together keeping it solid in front of keeping their back line protected i think they should be able to neutralize the threat the attacking threat at least um from denmark so i mean i like denmark i don't i don't i don't want to see them fail but i think i think this is going to be the time well, they have going to be it's going to be crosses some kind of i don't think it's going to be some pretty goal i think it's going to be off a set piece or a corner but you know those are goals too so i i still see england winning this game yeah and i think i mean denmark is a pretty um uh, talking about set pieces they have a pretty physically imposing team but england does too england's got some big lads at the back even through the middle declan rice and phillips are not you know pushovers in there and i think a big thing for denmark and it's not a failure if they go out here it's been a uh resounding success um you can't say anything about i mean everything since the round of 16 is a bone. I mean, actually, even the group stage, they, 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 they're the first team, I think they were saying, to make it to the knockout stages after losing the first two games. And I, that's due to the format, but they, they, they did what they had to do. And this is a chance for them to really make this like the iconic tournament run like of ever if they make the final. I know they won in 92, but this would top that in terms of the you know, the moment, what it's meant. It's, it's so sad that it's, it's a great that Christian Eriksen is doing is alive and doing well, but it is sad that he's not a part of this because he's been the guy for them for the last 10 years. And I'm sure he's, you know, they're communicating with him and they're thinking of him as they're playing, but he, they could use his quality in this game. I mean, I know he's the one every time they were talking about him, it seems like they talk about a game. Oh, Denmark played this team back in 2019 and the goal scorers were Ericsson. <laughs> so they've done well to, I mean, to make up for that, the Dom's guard has been good. This little, you know, random Dane guy who's, who's probably himself going to get a move after this tournament. I think they, they rely a lot on momentum and if they get the momentum, you know, early goal kind of thing, that's when England is in trouble. England has to ride that out because I could see a scenario where 
much like England got two quick goals on Ukraine, you know, Denmark gets one. England starts a little shaky. The fans turn the fan. That's the thing. Like it's a home game, but even Stuart Robson, I think, or maybe it was, I don't know, someone it was McManaman. I don't know. Saying like sometimes at Wembley, when the team isn't doing as well against, you know, a team, they should be, the fans think they should be winning against can get a little antsy. And it's obviously they'd rather be playing this game here than in Copenhagen. Cause if this was in Copenhagen, I would just pick Denmark just straight up. Cause I feel like no one other than Belgium, that one was close too. to go into there would be crazy. So it's an advantage for England, but I'm just saying, I think the part for England is don't let Denmark get momentum in this game. Cause they, when they get momentum, they destroyed Russia. They destroyed Wales. They got, you know, started early against, um, you know, today against Czech Republic, I feel like in the last three games, they've scored in the first half. Right. I mean, against Russia, they did. Yes. Against last four games. Oh, true. In the first half against Belgium. So So in all their games that they've scored, it's been in the first half. And I think England, I think Southgate has proven that he's no dummy. He's going to be, they're not, I think England, if they get through the first, like, I don't think it's a terrible thing for England if it's zero, zero at halftime. Cause you got to take the air out of this Denmark run. If it, if Denmark yeah. scores early, then we're really going to see what England has. Yep. If it's zero, zero or England gets a goal in the first half, that's what you need to do to poke a hole in this euphoria. So I, I just think I th- I'm almost more interested in this game just because I think I know what's going to happen in Italy, Spain. I just think Italy has too much and Spain is going to either kind of unravel under it or Italy's just going to break them down. I'm more confident in Italy than England because Denmark for me poses a more of a threat than Spain does. And I know maybe that's insane because you look at the players on either team and the transfer fees and you're like, Spain is Spain, but that's not really how it works at the international level all the time. You need cohesion. You need momentum and Denmark has momentum, but so does England. England is not coming into this game with any, um, oh, what's, you know, who's going to start? Are we playing badly? They're, everyone is on board with this team, and this team is on the way to possibly. There's This is the exciting part because the teams who are involved haven't um, been in finals in a while, other than, I guess, Spain. And, well, Spain at least two tournaments ago. But on the England-Denmark side, both these teams have a chance to make, like, major history by making this final, and that's exciting. And I think... Because the four teams are all good, we will not get a bad final. There's not a scenario, I don't think, where we get a bad final. Or am I overlooking a matchup? Mm, no, I don't, no, I don't think so. What's your favorite well, matchup? Or what were you going to say first? Like you favorite that? as in the one I want to happen or the one that would be the best game? I mean, you could do, maybe that's the same answer for you. But if it's two, go ahead and give me two different ones. You're the one you want um, and the one that's the best. I don't know. I think... Denmark have come too far for me to withdraw my support from them now. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know. I like, I like, I support us English speakers, but I don't know. Something about the fact that just the, this, I shouldn't say this, but the matchups that they've gotten to get them to the semifinal that they got to in 2018 and this final, it just feels cheap to me. For England? For England. Yeah. For them to, claim oh look at this we're doing all this it just it bothers me that 
Yeah, okay. You played Sweden, and then you played... I don't even remember. I've, we talked about this before, and I've already forgotten who they played. Oh, Colombia. Wow, yeah, okay, great. And then you lost to Croatia, but then now you play a Germany. toothless Germany, and then the worst team in the quarterfinals. And now they're going to have their shot. It's like, I don't know. Something something about that doesn't doesn't feel deserved. You know, they didn't work... They didn't seem to work for it, which isn't how it works. Isn't how it works in terms of like when you're counting trophies and stuff. That's not how that works. In 50 years, about, looking back, no one is going to say yeah. it was a cheap euro, right? Yeah. No, but, no, no one should say that 50 years from now. That's something you say after the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that that's that's what my that's what my gut is feeling like. I kind of want Denmark to win so that England can't have this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I want them to earn it. I want them to have to play Belgium in the quarterfinal, Spain in the semifinal. Well, that's Italy. Like, yes, yes. Like, yes, we're England. We are good. We can beat all the good teams. We don't need someone else to take out the good teams so we can come clean up afterwards. That, that's, that's what I want. Like, so then, okay, so then what the matchup you want is Denmark against Italy then. Or is it Denmark-Spain? Uh, I think it might be. I mean, I like Italy, but I think I like Spain a little more. I kind of want them... To succeed, because I think to beat Italy, they'd have to show something really special. Yeah. So if they do win, then that would be a great win. I don't see them like fluking. So you want, this. so you want Denmark, Spain? Is yeah. that the best matchup? No, I think Italy, England probably be the best matchup. Yeah. I think first of all, if I'm taking, I am, I'm still probably going to support England in this game, just because I like England a lot, but I'm not going to be actively dancing on Denmark if they lose it's not going to be like when when England beat Germany I was loving it when they beat Ukraine I was loving it get out of here Shevchenko with your tie and your whatever just get out of here it looks good yeah, great get out of this tournament <laughs> you let us down you let Efenokoku down get out of here okay um but if the English like take on your thing of like this they didn't beat anybody well uh Denmark didn't really beat anybody to get here either I know Denmark's it's not, not England. I know. But I'm it's just saying. I'm just saying. And for England to to win the tournament, they're going to have to beat a, a good team. Now, they're not going to have to beat the teams to get there, but if it's who I think it is, Italy, and they beat Italy, this Italy, it would be pretty – I think that yeah, – m- I mean, but the getting there is a – should be as difficult as final. I or guess I don't. Be, I don't is, really usually. agree with it. I don't yeah. agree with it because it's just. It's just. I mean, it's random. I don't. What are they supposed to do about it? <laughs> they can't. No. All that. That's not. That's not something the team should be saying. That's not something the coach should be saying. That's not something. That's something that I can say only. Okay. So okay. I'll, I'll I'll answer the the my. I think it's the same for me. The two, the one I want, and the one that I think would be the best, and all maybe the best, like in terms of the the matchup just historically and also because the game might be kind of cagey, whatever the matchup is, if England's involved, I want England, Italy, because Italy through this tournament, I, they've been, I, I, I think I want them more than Spain to advance. I know I usually support Spain, but I've watched all these games and Italy has given me more joy than Spain. Yeah. And yeah. maybe Spain, you know, in 2022, all these guys will be, older a little bit and have more experience and be better. But I want Italy to be rewarded for giving us good soccer, great goals. They, I, they deserve a final day, a day at Wembley. 
So yeah. I, that's why, and not nothing against Spain, but I'd be a little disappointed if Italy doesn't get a final. So I, and England, Italy, I think is a, it's a matchup worthy of a final. Yeah. Uh, to, I mean, Italy has the history. England wants the history. England thinks they have history. <laughs> they just have passion and like the best league in the world that has, you know, given Italians and Spanish players <laughs> a good place to, to get better, to beat England in major tournaments. Um, but I think England in a final would be just, I don't know what the English fans who. That's, every that's time another they, element is that the, the, the atmosphere, if England's yeah. not involved, I then the I don't think the atmosphere suffers. is as good. Yeah, I think it does. that's true. I think England, Italy, the fans for Italy will show up. The anthem will be great at Wembley. The English anthem will be, even though the England song isn't as good as the Italian anthem, it's like 10 seconds long. Like, can we get a second verse or something? I don't know. But just that, the, the pageantry of the game, the narrative of like England, are they going to win a tournament? And just the crowd, I can already picture the crowd shots of the English people who can't really believe they're in this game, either winning or losing, crying, whatever happens. So yeah, I've, I, missed, I've missed the shaky cam. The, the shaky, shaky cam, cam will be in full effect. I love if, the shaky cam. So if you love a shaky cam and celebrating um, England, Italy is your matchup. Having said that, Denmark, Italy would be interesting. Uh, Spain, England. I mean, <laughs> that one, I think England probably wants Spain to win <laughs> if I was England. Yeah. Um, I want England to win. I just, I like the team. I like the guys. They have a good mix of... Uh, even your boy Connor Cody, a Wolves player, might win a, a trophy, James. Yeah, but he does. Uh, he shouldn't be in the squad. <laughs> come I don't on, know why he's, he's there. He's not. He's good. there to keep the to keep the. You I know, think the it's because they needed enough more Scouse players. They're like, we don't have Scouse guys. Let's bring another one. I like I like Rashford. I like Kane. I like Shaw. And for them to be the te- the guys to bring England a trophy, that will they they'll be legends, literally legends, because it like never happens for the English uh, for England. Until this is the, unless this is the beginning of English dominance for the next 15 James, years. James, don't say this, but because the fans are probably thinking that. Maybe. In, the, in the pubs, that's what they're saying, James. <laughs> 2022, 2024, yeah. 2026, all England victories, like it's football manager. Well, no, 2026 is when Christian Pulisic and Gio Reyna end the English reign. Someone was putting up on the... 2026, uh, 1776? No, 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 yeah. They were saying, we'll play England, we'll end them in a semifinal on July 4th, 2026, and like We'll play it in Philadelphia, just like uh, we played some of those battles back in the day. (laughs) But this time, we'll be on the front foot, not them. It won't be a smash and grab win. It'll be uh, swaggering. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I can't wait wait for, I mean, 2022 World Cup is shrouded in some issues in terms of human rights and the tournament should not Not be. Not to mention it's time when it's going to be. Should not be played in Qatar and should not be played in November. But having said that, I cannot wait for hopefully the U.S. being involved. Yeah, we haven't played a single qualifier. Let's just. Oh, boy, James. I can't even wait for the qualifiers. We're getting distracted. We're Bring getting me distracted. the qualifiers. I'm just we're, imagining we're... it. I'm just imagining it. Yes. Yes. Stop. And then Italy will be there. England. Denmark. I guess Belgium will Christian still be Christian Eriksen there. will be there. Oh, Christian Eriksen. He probably will. Daily still... Blind has the same thing that he does. He's I, was, get, so. I was hoping. I, I don't know. Maybe they'll. I was hoping, and I mean, who knows what is, you know, they're saying he's doing better, but I was like waiting, like, is he, are they going to do one of those like pregame? He like shows up and the crowd goes crazy or something. 
I'm still waiting for it. Maybe well, it's it'll not happen. In Copenhagen, so I know that's maybe thinking. he's gonna do the trophy presentation if Denmark wins. That would be crazy, and um, we'll see. I mean, I I would not be upset whoever wins this tournament. Basically, like if Spain as long ends as they up winning, do it in a good way. I don't want like some cheap. But you know, uh, yeah, whoever does it is gonna have to. Whoever the opponent is, they're gonna have to earn it. There's not gonna be any. Like if Croatia not. had won it in 2018, I would be a little disappointed. Like, you know, of the four teams that were left, it was France, Belgium, England, Croatia. Croatia was the one team I'd been like, well, come on, Croatia, no. But Denmark, Italy, England, Spain, I can, I can, I'll, I'll be happy for whoever wins. Yeah. And if it's England, you thought the scenes were intense against Germany. Oh boy. Yeah. If it's England, look out because some beer might spill on There's going to the be sky. beer throwing everywhere. Just everywhere. Yeah. I'm excited, James. I got myself yeah. excited. So yeah. um, hopefully, <clears throat> excuse me, hopefully everyone else is excited for these games. I'll say it again. Italy, Spain, noon Pacific time on July 6th. That's a Tuesday. Then England, Denmark, noon Pacific time on July 7th. So Wednesday, the final will be July 11th. That's a Sunday. Uh, I believe it, there is no third place. Noon, game. right? It'll be noon. Yeah. The final will be noon. Good. Um, no third place game. No third Good. place game. Yeah. Finally, yeah. about time. We never watch third place games. Yeah, not usually because I don't actually. I think the first. I remember in twenty fourteen, it wasn't because we could. We didn't want to. I think we were busy. Not remember? able to. I we think we're so. not able to. And yeah. I think it was the same in twenty eighteen too. I don't remember watching that game. I don't remember either. I don't, yeah, I, don't, I don't remember watching that game. England lost to Belgium yeah. in that one. Um, I do have one more thing to add. Yeah, go for it. This is just a little factoid that I was my doing math in my brain. And remember you were talking about Denmark was the first team to advance after losing their first two games? Yeah. Yeah. You credited the third place system. But that's not why they made they, they would have made it if it was the normal system. Oh they, they got finished, second. You're no, no, right. no, but no no hold on hold on. They yeah. finished second because of um um what's the word? The the winner what do you head call to head. Head to head. But if it was normal goal difference, they still would have made it. They had wow. enough goals and Finland got killed and so did Russia. You're right. James. So they would have made, if this was a normal world cup, they would have made it. So even I think more that's impressive. Kind of, even I more know impressive. people keep crediting the third place system for this. Like they said it in the broadcast. It was like, Oh, because of the new system. I was like, no, it's not. Look at the math guys. They would have made it anyways. So let me, let me, let me consult the math. Pretty sure. Yeah. They, they had the second best goal differential in the group. Yeah. And they so, had even on points. Yeah, so they would have gone through if this was two teams only. Wow. So, so there you go, James. Thought. Good point. It's mathematically possible. It's also it's mathematically happened. possible to lose or to win two games and not, not make it in a World yep. Cup system. Yep. That's the only good thing about or the only positive about this World Cup is it's the last one in the glorious 32-team format. How many is in 2026? 48. <laughs> what is there a round of 32 there's gonna be like i think we're getting way ahead of ourselves we're like four tournaments away from that um there's gonna be groups of three 12 or something like that i'm not sure how they're gonna do it i'm not sure and the, and the podcast david i have choice words <laughs> but it'll be in the usa that's horrible that's gonna be our moment uh, no, no it's not they're gonna fail. our moment's gonna be 2023 when the women Go for the three-peat. How about that, James? Just hand the trophy over now. I want the next six trophies. Just just bring them in. Just 
We'll talk your terms of surrender. Back them in. Yeah. Terms of surrender. I don't know why the countries show up. Like, (laughs) what is this? Pathetic. Pathetic display. So we'll go for the 20, we'll go for the men's and women's um, double in 2026. Sure. I wish. The men just can't get it together. So um, anyway, I'm excited, James. We'll be back. We're not going to be back to talk to you for a while. I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. You'll have to wait till Thursday, I believe. Maybe Friday. I don't know. And we'll be talking about Peru's final, too. Oh. oh. By the way, Colombia beat uh, Uruguay in penalties, James. I was watching that game. Wow, it's great. In, in the playing Argentina? Our Argentina plays at six, so oh. we don't know yet. Okay. Um, yeah, there's going to be a, that, the Copa America final is going to be coming up, too. But, um, but yeah, we'll talk about all that next time we see you all. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, James, for being with me. And we'll see everyone next week. 